The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Okay, well, joining us now is Michael Hans, Chief Investment Officer at Clarfield Citizens Private Wealth, getting his take on uh, this market volatility. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for joining us. You know, as a private wealth CIO, if you will, what are you trying to do right now? Is it trying to perhaps go in the field of wealth preservation rather than actually accumulation? Thanks for having me. The, the environment we find ourselves in, I, mean, I think there's a little bit of both. But when we look across the landscape of investment opportunities, as much volatility as we've seen, and, and certainly for global portfolios, this has been a, a really challenging year, we've, we've seen a stark difference in, in the yield opportunity that we have today relative to where we were just a few months ago. And so I, I think it's a combination of not necessarily principal preservation, but a higher degree of certainty of more optimal returns, where even on the front end of the yield curve, you can certainly earn attractive yield, which leads investors to question, how much risk do I need to take to hit some of my target return levels going forward? Yeah, but you can almost think of it the other way, too, which is if you can get 4% on a two-year treasury, and you can get 5 to 6% on munis uh, tax-free, and you can get um, slightly higher than that with uh, aspects of of corporate, um, you know, investment grade and even high yield, then it, it, it's, you know, you didn't used to have that. And, and yet you were still gambling or playing in the equity market. But now that you can get pretty solid yields on around, say, five to six percent, does it almost um, protect you to a certain degree that you can make some bets on equity given the big sell-off we've seen? Absolutely. And, and as I would tell you, we think about the sequencing of events and how they're going to occur. And despite today's considerable rally. Again, we tend to find some of the sharpest advances, you know, just ultimately proving to be nothing more than a bear market rally, right, where positioning became extended. So this very well may be the early stages of a similar outcome to what we saw earlier on in the summer. But we're really not adjusting our equity allocations meaningfully, where we see opportunities unfolding during the course of really where we're entering into the fourth quarter is on the, the capacity for investors to now more comfortably extend out the risk spectrum from a duration perspective because of your exact point where they're finally being compensated after many years where rates and you know were, were extremely low and, and Tina, there is no alternative was was the prevailing theme. They really have the capacity to generate reasonable returns. And so as, as we came into this year, our biggest concern wasn't necessarily an equity market drawdown because it's really difficult to forecast near-term returns. Our longer-term concerns were that with low-risk assets producing negligible yields, diversified portfolios would fall short. We've adjusted our expectations and our capital markets assumptions, and so we really do believe equities will be volatile and clients are, are comfortable with that. 
Right? They don't love it, but they're accustomed to the volatility that comes with outsized levels of return. What they now are getting um, optimistic about is your exact point of being able to generate attractive levels yeah. of income that is considerably higher. And as counterintuitive as it seems, the sharp and quick policy adjustment, rather than a prolonged bleed where interest rates grind higher over an extended period of time, or certainly they stay low into perpetuity, is actually the best outcome for compounding income. So it's not all negativity. Oh, right. Well, let's, let's, you know, one thing that Brian and I have been noticing of late is the amount of uh, people and guests that we've had on the program suggesting that they are seeing uh, liquidity just uh, perhaps uh, uh, coming out of the system. Are you seeing that? And would you attribute that to uh, QT? Well, and could I just uh, piggyback a little bit on the back of that is that even if there is liquidity, it's the spreads that have widened. You see, you're seeing that in, in different segments. I, look, I've, I've found today to be really interesting where it does seem as if a lot of the activity that we were seeing, even late last last week, we saw uh, several days where in the morning session or early on around 7, 8 a.m., you would see you know a considerable move higher in the 10-year. And for, for most of this move, the, the back end, 10 out to 30s, had really been pretty anchored. A lot of the activity and volatility, the increase has been in the two-year, really the front end of the curve. I think a lot of what we're seeing today play out is that much of what we've been experiencing has been around trying to position for some of these shocks in the system that really today leads many to believe that this was a, you know more driven by some of the foreign illiquidity than what we're seeing in the Treasury market. I don't think it's great, but I don't think we're at, at, at an instance or an impasse where we we're seeing a breakdown. And I think one of the areas to look at as well is certainly within credit spreads on the investment grade side, we're really not seeing you know, the type of gap conditions that you would expect given the movement and activity that we're seeing across you know, the, the mm. Treasury curve. But it's certainly something that I think bears watching. But you know, yeah. it's days like today where you're never going to get the timing right and there's going to be meaningful action. But yeah. you know, from our vantage point, directionally, you're starting to receive so, compensation for yeah. extending duration. And we've been asking this to everybody, too. I mean, you're, you're seeing volatility, but not financial system instability. Correct. Correct. You're so not that, seeing that, instability. And, and, I, and I think a lot of this stems from the fact that there's a tremendous degree of pessimism. And at times you almost question, is there a lot of pessimism because we're looking at negative equity markets? Or is there pessimism because there's real deterioration in the overall economic environment? And yeah. I think it's okay. more a function of the volatility. Okay, Michael, thanks very much. Up against the clock, coming up to the top of the hour, Michael Hans is Chief Investment Officer at Clarfield Citizens Wealth, Private Wealth. This is Bloomberg. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.